This show is a part of the podcast network of the Walled Garden Philosophical Society, an international community of philosophers and seekers dedicated to the pursuit of truth, wisdom, virtue, and the divine, wherever they may be found. To find out more, go to thewalledgarden.com. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Soul Searching with Seneca. Now, in today's episode, I'm focusing on a brief passage in verse 8 of Seneca's 8th epistle. And I think that this one was important to pause a moment on because he's basically explaining the reasons behind why it is that he ends so many of his letters with quotes from Epicurus. Because you might think for a moment, well, hang on. Seneca was a Stoic, so why is it that he's taking so much from the Epicurean school? And and I'll, I'll read you this quote because he explains exactly why, and I think that it's, uh, it's quite honorable that he does so. So he says the following quote, It is likely that you will ask me why it is that I quote so many of Epicurus's noble words instead of words taken from our own school. But is there really any reason why you should regard them as sayings of Epicurus and not common property? How many poets give forth ideas that have been uttered, or may be uttered, by philosophers? I need not touch upon the tragedians and our writers of national drama, for these last are also somewhat serious, and stand halfway between comedy and tragedy. What a quantity of sagacious verses lie buried in the mime! How many of Publilius's lines are worthy of being spoken by buskin-clad actors, as well as by wearers of the slipper? I shall quote one verse of his, which concerns philosophy, and particularly the phrase of it which we were discussing a moment ago, wherein he says that the gifts of chance are not to be regarded as part of our possessions. He says, Still alien is whatever you have gained by coveting. I recall that you yourself expressed this idea much more happily and concisely. You said, What chance has made yours is not really yours. And third, spoken by you still more happily, shall not be omitted. The good that could be given can be removed. End quote. So there's so much good stuff in here, but there's there's a couple of ideas that I just really want to talk about. Firstly, I mean, you, you could definitely say that Seneca would be an absolute nightmare for a copyright lawyer these days, right? But <laughs> there's, there's this idea that he's expressing, which are, ideas are common property. You know, ideas, philosophy, wisdom, that is common property for everybody to use. And it doesn't matter where it comes from, right? What matters is what you do with it. I think that that's the key here, that what matters is truly what you do with it. There's another great idea that he expresses later on in that passage, which is what chance has made yours is not really yours. And that reminds me of this wonderful quote from, from Carl Jung, which goes something like, be very careful of unearned wisdom, right? That's that, that right there is wisdom. If you want wisdom, that's wisdom. Pay attention to that. Be very careful of unearned wisdom. So Seneca is saying here that firstly, ideas are common property. It doesn't matter where you get them. You just need to find the good ideas, the best ideas that are actually going to make a difference in your life. But then once you have them, realize that they're not necessarily yours. They've come to you kind of by chance. And, and I think this is really, really fair. This is, this is a fair comment. And I've thought about this often in my life because I don't know how it is exactly that I managed to find my way into being interested in philosophy. 
And if, if, if you think that it was all you and that you're the one who had the wisdom to do it and that, you, you know, you're so clever, look at you, you found your way into to wisdom and philosophy, then you're going to be too hard, hard and judgmental and harsh on other people who haven't yet found their way there. It's much more appropriate to think of it as something to be grateful for that just by fortune or chance or whatever, you know, you managed to maybe make a few right decisions, which, I mean, you should be grateful for that in the first place, but you've managed to find your way to philosophy and to thinking about these ideas. But once you've arrived here, once you've found these ideas that, that should be common property for everybody who could benefit, your job is to do something with them. Your job is to actually take those ideas, implement them in your life and see what the fruits of those ideas are. Then it actually belongs to you in terms of the fruits of the idea. But before that, it doesn't belong to you. And just as easily as it has come to you, it could be taken away. And that's really what it means to to be careful of unearned wisdom, because you can really let the ego come in there from time to time and let you think that what it is that you've learned is something that now belongs to you or is something, not in not in a possession kind of way, but it's something that you have actually learned and you actually understand. But it doesn't take a lot of introspection to realize that many of the philosophical under, sorry, ideas that you know, maybe you don't truly understand or you don't truly see the results of them in your life, but it sounds good to talk about them. It sounds good to, to, to just be the mouth breather and, you know, here's a good idea, there's a good idea, but... What Seneca is saying here is, is it has to be something that you've actually earned. There's, there's, there's something that you earned when you have an idea. Be very careful of that unearned wisdom. It doesn't work. And this can kind of go back to the previous episode where we were talking about what it really means to practice philosophy, to be a slave to philosophy, because it's, it's certainly not just reading about the Stoics and being able to recite the principles. That's certainly not what philosophy is. Philosophy is actually listening to the advice and then making that wisdom your own by implementing it into your own life and seeing what kind of magic it works for you. That's when it becomes you. That when that's when you are embodied with that wisdom, right? But uh, just just saying that you know these principles doesn't actually mean anything. That's not philosophy. That's being a historian of a philosophical school, not practicing philosophy. And so these are just a few ideas that I took away from this passage today, which I think is just really important for us to all understand. Firstly, that ideas are common property. Look for them wherever you can find them. You know, I had I had a session with one of my clients the other day, and and he, you know I kind of asked him, "What are you reading at the moment? What's what's going on? What are, what are you learning?" and and he was kind of hesitant to tell me because I think that he felt like I was going to judge him if it wasn't philosophy, right, that he was reading. But he was reading a book about a serial killer. And I thought, man, that's, that is philosophy. If you're asking the right kinds of questions, you know, if, you, if you're trying to learn about who you are while you're, while you're reading this book and learn about what it can teach you about humanity, about how dark people can get. And, you know, when we're reading about other people, we're learning about ourselves simultaneously. And it's more about the questions that you're asking and less about the book that you're reading. And and so that's that's something to consider, right? Philosophy isn't just studying a book of philosophy. It's it's asking the right kinds of questions, and 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 then implementing the wisdom that you learn into your life, so that that wisdom becomes you. And uh, and these are some some really key ideas that I think we can take away from this passage today. And and uh, you know, it, it truly is wisdom. And take it away and see how you measure up in your own life. 
You know, how often do you do you, you know, believe that you own this unearned wisdom that has just kind of been given to you by chance? And, and how often do you practice it and see what it's going to do for you in your life? And, and also think about how often you refuse an idea simply because it comes from a strange source or from somewhere that you don't, uh, you don't quite know. I've, I've seen far too many conversations in uh, stoic Facebook groups that uh, a quote is posted or, you know, an idea is presented and somebody immediately jumps up and says, that's not stoic. <laughs> that's, that's not a stoic idea. And you think, does it really matter? Is that really the level that we're analyzing ideas now, whether or not it comes from the stoic school? What a stupid way to live. What a, what a stupid way to practice philosophy. That's not practicing philosophy. That's you've been overcome by an ideology and it's not helpful. It's not good for your growth. So uh, there's there's some good ideas in this passage and, and I like that Seneca is is presenting himself at least as, as not somebody who's an ideologue, but somebody who's interested in ideas wherever they come from. And he's even more interested in what they mean to him when he implements them in his life. So take this away. I hope you've enjoyed this episode and I will talk to you next time.